0: hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. And welcome back to the Widow Podcast. Today, I have got the lovely Cat with me, aka the Hormone Fairy. Um, I met Cat through Instagram. I it must have been a few years ago now, must not it? I can't think how. Yeah, many I think it's, it's, it's at least
1: been. Yeah, at least two years. Well, it's like this last two years hasn't happened, but it's at least two years. Yeah,
0: definitely long. met through through um, through the wonderful world of, of social media. Our stories are very similar. Um, so we, we kind of connected on the, on that level, but also Kat being the hormone fairy um, has a lot of understanding around that the menopause and, and how that impacts us. Um, but also maybe how that can impact our grief and and ways maybe we can support ourselves with that because it's 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 huge, isn't it? It, it does have yeah. such an impact on us. <laughs> um and I think sometimes and I've certainly spoken to to women in in my groups in my membership and what have you that then they're, they're sometimes not sure whether what they're feeling is grief or hormonal and it's quite hard to to pinpoint the the, the difference yes, or and I know <laughs> because it's all so similar yes this is it and you know they really do have these moments of I don't even know if this is actually grief, or maybe this is my, home. maybe this is something else, and then yes. It's, yes. It's about me. It's a yeah, the new version of me. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really hard to navigate it all, isn't it, and yeah. make sense of it. So, so Kat, can you tell us obviously a little bit about your your story with your husband
1: David? Yes, yes, yeah, it's, it's very similar to yours, Karen. Um, so David was what was he? David passed away in September two thousand and eighteen. Um, had a cardiac arrest on a bike ride he had had a cardiac arrest nine months prior to that so he had his first cardiac arrest in the November 2017 um I don't know how he survived so much went wrong in the hospital Um, but he survived that and was put on medication and doctors just told him to carry on as normal um, even though his heart rate was extremely low he was out spinning biking he was a golf professional so he was golfing doing so much um I look at it and say he was doing way too much exercise and you know the day he passed away he had been spinning and then he went on a long bike ride and mm-hmm. passed away cardiac arrest at the roadside and sadly you know by the time the air ambulance got there there was just nothing they could do So, yes, that was David passed away when he was 52. So I was 42 years old. I had already started my perimenopause journey. Um, My own hormones started to shift at 39. I've been doing, Karen, I've been doing the work. I've been doing natural medicine, the hormones for so many years and dealing with women in peri-postmenopause that I didn't even see it happening to myself. Wow. Wow. you know, it was one moment I was, you know, wake up, everything's fine, happy. And then later in the day, I just turn into like Cruella Deville. that I would like lock myself in the bathroom because I knew that by the time my son or daughter got home, I could just take myself away to the bathroom. Nobody would know, you know, nobody would disturb me. I would cry for no reason. No reason. I had everything back then. You know, I had the house, the cars, the holidays, the business, mm. partnerships um and i was crying for no reason i remember david used to say what on earth is wrong with you and i was like i don't know and it wasn't till i sat in front of my own clients all day that i realized oh my goodness i've got what they've got wow
0: um
1: you know even though i was trained i'm trained in this i know all the symptoms i didn't link it
0: to my it own. just goes to show doesn't it sometimes that we really do not listen to our own bodies yeah. we don't take care of ourselves but mm. we're, we're so busy in life yes that our own needs just go unmet don't they women
1: we put ourselves last as women
0: always yeah and i
1: still see it i see it every day i hear from women that are putting themselves last it's yeah. so frustrating
0: so how long did it take you to to realize that that's what was happening
1: It was—I'll be honest—it was only a few weeks, and it it was just one day when I was in front of clients that I realised. And you know, my mum never talked about hormones or menopause. That generation didn't. And it was—I would say—it's only really been the last two years. My mum has started to be more open about her own journey and menopause, her emotional states. You know, my mum again. My mum was quite a young widow, Um, so that whole grieving process the stress the anxiety my mom was 42 when she went through the menopause her period stopped and quite often we can follow our mother's or grandmothers' pattern Mm. Um, so for me I managed once I soon I realized what was going on I started to bring things back into balance with diet natural medicine taking more care of myself so then I was three years in when David passed and I did a hormone test i use the dutch test for clients i did a hormone test about six months after david passed and oh my goodness it was just cortisol so- the stress you know my progesterone had dropped it was the cortisol the stress that i was under and i felt i was fine because you know, we're, you'll, know you'll know this and your clients and i'm sure every woman you speak to we do we just get on with things yeah. you know we our partner dies we have that grieving process but then we we still have children we still have a house we still have to earn money so mm. we just carry on in some ways in that hamster wheel to start mm. with mm. um and it was then if I look back now and I can look at photographs of my eyes or I can look at and I can just see that I was still yeah we well, heavily grieving even now three and a half years on I have to grieving. um but no wonder my hormones were all over the place. I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking more because my friends, you know, they're trying to keep you, you yeah. know, busy. So my friends were taking me out to dinner, drinking, things that I wouldn't normally be doing. I wasn't taking care of myself. So my symptoms actually got so much worse. Periods, heavy periods, and um, painful periods, all due to stress, a lot of it. So, what, so what's this Dutch test? then what 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 does that look for so the the dutch test is a dried urine test you know doctors will do a blood test they're reluctant to do blood tests because blood tests do not show enough information until you get closer to menopause menopause Mm. is when your period stopped so you've got this transition beforehand that can take you know 12 15 years for some women wow where your hormones are starting to to decline um, so you're going on a rollercoaster of hormones, but they're starting to decline. That can take 12 to 15 years for some women. So from 40 through to 55 for many women. And it's all of this, but these changes, these, these hormonal shifts that can cause all the symptoms. But the blood test doesn't show enough information. I use the Dutch test, which is a dried urine test. It's similar to doing a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And it looks at all of your hormones. So it looks at your sex hormones, so the estrogens, estrogen, progesterones, testosterones, sees how you're metabolizing and utilizing that estrogen too, which can be really important, especially for women that are taking medication like HRT or birth control. Um, but then it's also looking at your cortisol, so your mm-hmm. stress hormone, which can throw out everything you know if you're stressed that can throw out your progesterone it can cause so many symptoms that are similar to menopause
0: wow um, And in, in that yeah. the, having that that sort of I'm assuming you get the cortisol level does it tell you so it obviously tells you that the, the level of it is if you've got more but does it does it tell you if it's sort of constantly running or if it you have peak controls. Yeah,
1: yeah, so we look at the cortisol, we look at over a 24-hour period. Okay. So okay. what, how your cortisol is when you wake up first thing in the morning, because ideally we want our bodies to give us a nice spike of cortisol to keep us going during the day, and then later on in the day it will start to decline so that we tail off before we go to sleep. Yeah, that is yeah. the ideal pattern. Um, quite often with women, if they've been through prolonged periods of stress, so whether it's from being widowed, or it could just be women that are just generally stressed, working a lot, or looking after elderly parents, just on high alert the whole time. Because stress is good for us; we need some stress in our life. Yeah. But mm. the sad thing is, most of us are constantly in a state of stress. Well, just especially stress. when
0: breathing.
1: are <laughs> grieving. Exactly, because yeah. it yeah. just everything out. And you know, when you're stressed, when your cortisol's are high, it's pushing out your blood sugar levels you can store more fat around the tummy then it can it can block your progesterone receptors so then you can be more estrogen dominant for some women so that's why you know you can feel the heavy periods the painful periods it could be that you're stressed and throwing it out. i know even myself now you know i'm pretty even keeled but if i have a few weeks where maybe at christmas time where i'm not looking after myself for my diet um drinking too much eating too much not going and exercising a bit stagnant i can find quite often after that that my period's painful or Mm. i'm more bloated Mm. my period's heavier and that can be linked because it's the cortisol the stress so it's so important to start looking after your body any woman going through the 40s and 50s start putting number one in the back looking after the body but if you're grieving and you've been recently widowed
0: Mm. then
1: even more start listening to your body it's
0: it's key it gives us so many signs doesn't it our body and and i think we don't listen to it we don't understand um, um and i think we almost are used to living in a place of like disease, aren't we? Yes, you you yes. know that that it's almost become normal to feel bloated and have headaches and be tired and sluggish and a bit ratty, because that that's kind of how everyone is, and that that's normal. Because it, it's not, is it? That's not no. how it body, any symptom is a sign that your body is
1: diseased or not happy. Your mm. body's not happy if you're having headaches. Mm. If your mm. skin's dull or dry Mm. Mm. like you say if you're bloated if you've got aches and pains it's a sign that your body needs some tlc that something's going wrong
0: yeah absolutely and
1: and the thing is, you know emotions can get you know i'm trained in chinese medicine as well but the emotions can get stored inside our, our body so grief very much sits on our lungs and you know so if you're a woman that's grieving maybe you're waking up between three and five o'clock in the morning, then that can sit on your lungs and you're more prone then to colds, coughs, um, pneumonia, viruses, because it's the grief sits on your lungs. That's how you see in Chinese medicine. So it's really important to start relieving that. And anxiety symptoms tend to be lung related.
0: And how 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 is that different for everyone, how we learn to to release that? and and let the the grief out um or is there sort of a a best practice way
1: everyone's everyone's different you know some women you know the coaching the talking therapy can be the best thing you know how you work with women um for me I used homeopathic remedies to start with so homeopathic remedies for firstly initially the shock. Um, so I was taking things like Arnica, Ignatia for the shock of that and then flower essences can be beautiful really lovely and gentle that you can keep in your handbag and take whenever you need to for the grief for the anxiety and then later on the biggest shift I would say for me more recently was hypnosis uh, um, and I think I'd experienced hypnosis hypnotherapy before and great in the moment a little bit like going on a guided meditation but nothing Mm. um and then I actually experienced last year rapid hypnosis and I've trained in it since because it was so powerful it was I didn't realize Karen how much grief was still inside me and how it was holding me back wow yeah so I was just uh I met somebody that put me into hypnosis and left me you know said a few trigger words that left me to go off and my subconscious mind just unraveled it was like everything just came out and I sat sobbing I sobbed for half an hour just cried
0: in a state
1: of hypnosis which is just a a state of trance it's a state of focus it's something that we go into every day naturally ourselves I sat and cried for half an hour Karen sobbing I didn't realize that was trapped inside me and afterwards, it was like, oh, oh, yes. wait of the world to just.
0: And is that something you floated. can now access yourself, or do you go back and have it done? No,
1: I, I access it myself now. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's just you know, I, d- I did it the other day, and actually, it took me you know, in my own mind. I went off and I saw from being, I think it was five years old, and. I cried over my uncle who would have been my grandfather type grandfather figure. Yeah. I cried over that and I was thinking, where did that come from?
0: Just, it's amazing, isn't it? Even
1: back then as children, mm, we don't know. We don't know how to grieve children. We're not, you just get mm. on with it and the next day
0: you're out playing again. And they're formative years, aren't they? And they yeah. have such an impact yeah. on the rest of our lives and, and yeah, who we man. become. And like you say, it's there can be so much there. And grief always triggers old wounds, doesn't it? So you often find that when when something big happens in your life, it brings up other losses and not always just deaths either, but other things that have happened in your your life that maybe have been a bit traumatic. Yeah. Um but learning how to, you know, do they need tending to a bit? Are they still there within you? yeah um, l- like you said I can I can imagine that feeling of, of release that you must have yeah. felt oh, it was That was
1: incredible and I didn't know it was there you know I felt I dealt with
0: yeah.
1: you know because we do when we're widowed we cry and mm-hmm. we let it out and we have good days and bad days and there are days where we cry on our own or anxiety comes up around whatever's going on and we haven't got that husband that partner to help us yes but that was stored it was like a, it was like a folder a folder in my or, like, well, how I can explain it is like I had a filing cabinet,
0: yeah,
1: and I'd obviously popped it in there, locked it, locked it, and yeah, locked yeah. a big key on my heart to everything. And it was just like, whoa, where did that come from?
0: And what changed for you after you released that?
1: I, business wise, I was much more focused, mm-hmm. so it changed that, but also I became more open, you know, to meeting people, relationships, mm-hmm. yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Yes, changed on that sense.
0: Yeah, and that's and huge as well, huge. isn't
1: it? Mm. It is huge. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So it's hard, and you, you know, and I know we've we've spoken about this before, haven't we? But that opening yourself up to a new relationship and everything that that brings—it's complicated yeah. for both parties, actually. um And you know, I I speak to a lot of widows in in my groups i don't want to meet anyone else again like you know i don't want to go there and and i, and I get it because it's you know you're, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable yes. situation yes. again aren't you completely um which is scary but also there's that sense of feeling like you're being you know you're betraying your person you're being disloyal um and, and sort of working through all that as well and, and it's not a quick fix is it you no. know trying to meet someone else it's,
1: I know, it's like... hard in your in your yeah. 40s it's um, it's not easy anyway Every, no. everyone's got their own baggage haven't they
0: absolutely you, you know we've all got stuff um and and it's you know it's hard sharing stuff with people you know taking on their then taking on yours yeah. and, and understanding each other because mm. there's it's you know it's complex and messy yeah, yeah. um So that, so that for you then was obviously quite, quite powerful. Did your knowledge of your hormones and how they could impact how you dealt with, with your emotions, with your grief, were you able to utilize that throughout and and use it to help you?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I'm very grateful. I, I trained in homeopathy and natural medicine after my dad died actually that's what triggered me to go down that route yes. interestingly enough yes it's that changed when I was you know I'd always been interested in natural medicine Uh, never quite trusted the doctors because they had failed my father they'd failed my son when he was a child right. so I've always been interested in the natural medicine approach and it was when my dad died that uh, I suppose actually that was a little bit like a midlife crisis I was 32 when 32 when my dad died I believe. yes 32 when my dad died mm. and we'd been expecting him to die since I was 12 years old heart again heart stuff so wow. for me heart stuff in my family is is mm. you know, it's interesting that David then yes. I chose I chose somebody that had you know the heart the heart conditions in his family too um so you know from age 12 I had we'd expected my dad to die and we thought he'd have 10 years then we were given another 10 years so that's mm. the way we we lived and I think that's probably how my mum grieved quite quickly she had created her own life mm-hmm. um her own friendship group so she was ready when my dad died in yeah. some way
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I think we probably grieved him a little bit before he passed
0: yeah
1: again he died of cardiac you know, heart, heart issues um but yeah that's what triggered me I thought right I'm 32 what's next for me my children are getting older Um, what did I want for me going forward and Mm. that's what i then trained in natural medicine so yes those tools were very much there for me Um, as with anything we don't always see what's going on so I did occasionally call my own homeopath or my coach and ask you know for advice and some tools because sometimes you can't quite see Mm. what's going on but yeah it definitely helped me and 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 that knowledge of knowing that you know food is medicine Hmm.
0: and is that what you know you talk about natural medicine is is that what is that what it is essentially food
1: no no I use uh, so food food is you know food is medicine I use homeopathic or herbal remedies with my clients um you know a lot either alongside when it comes to menopause either alongside the HRT Mm-hmm. or some women choose not to take HRT or or antidepressants that's the mm-hmm. other thing so many women in their 40s mm-hmm. are just given antidepressants and yeah, that can be amazing but really it, it's just like acting as a plaster it's not getting to the root cause of your issues so as women in our 40s 50s mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about widows here and grief and antidepressant can help you get through the day but it's not getting it's just sticking it faster on it it's Mm -hmm. not uncovering what's really going on underneath that grieving process and then as we were talking you know we've spoken at length before karen is that grieving process anyway as women 40s and 50s the sense of who are we um where is our life going relationships breaking down you Mm -hmm. know guilt around relationships even if you are you know widow, there can be some guilt around relationships there. Um, that sense who you are, mm. work, career, what you want to do with your life. Mm. So it's learning to deal with that and homeopathic medicine, flower essences, herbal remedies can be amazing. As well as the hypnotherapy to yes. uncover what's truly going on underneath. It's almost like you see yourself as an onion. If yes. you imagine you're an onion, and in the heart of the onion is who you really are and you've got to peel back those layers.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what can be so beautiful with natural medicine instead of sticking a plaster on like a pill. Um we're peeling back the layers. Oh that's lovely. Yeah. Really
0: yeah. And that's a lovely you know because there are so many layers on us and that you, you know I think we go through life um, and again, we've talked about this before, kind of you get on the hamster wheel of life and there's all these expectations and, and pressures that we put on ourselves and trying to live up to everyone else's standards and trying to yeah. fit in with everyone and be likes and be accepted. And, and we do lose that sense of self, yeah. don't we? Who yeah. we are at our core, at the heart of the onion um and and that can lead us to to feeling really lost and and unfulfilled and not knowing who we are where we're heading and and what's going on and obviously yeah. you know throw grief into it as well yeah it's it's really tough it's really tough so i mean you've talked about food as a medicine let's talk about that because obviously this is a tricky one um when you're grieving isn't it you you know you go from being a a family a couple and all of a sudden it's you you know you might still have kids to to cook for but you normally don't eat what the kids eat so or if you haven't, if it's just you on your own, um, cooking for yourself, people don't bother. We sometimes turn to alcohol and fast foods and chocolate and cake and biscuits and chips. And And we all know, we all know that that's not nutritious food. It's not giving our body what it needs. Um, I mean, you know, when we talk about food as medicine, what, I mean, do you have some basic fundamental kind of guides um pillars that you kind of say to people Mm. if if this this is the best you can do in a a difficult time that this will help
1: yeah yeah it's 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 a very boring subject when it comes to food at the end of the day but the key is you know perimenopause years postmenopause years you have to look after so the three things that you want to be looking after is your digestive system your gut your liver because your liver is having to deal with you know, your, your hormones and your adrenal glands that produce mm-hmm. your stress. So there are the three areas that we really need to start thinking about. So gut health, liver health, adrenal health. So if we're then going and we're, we're already stressed, so adrenal glands are working on overdrive. So we need to start thinking about resting. When we're stressed, our digestive system shuts down. And that's why so many women who are grieving, maybe they're not hungry mm. because mm. they're stressed, they're anxious, their digestive system is shut down. That can be the same for perimenopausal women too. You don't have to be grieving as such, mm. but your digestive system shutting down. And then that's when you can crave the foods. So you're just craving, you think, okay, well, I'll open a bottle of wine. Instead of eating same amount of calories, I'll just open a bottle of wine because that will just dull that again is a bit like putting a plaster on a bit like taking an antidepressant drink a bottle of wine and it will just numb your feelings yeah, yeah. um so and but so many women turn to alcohol mm. I
0: did you know, and I did.
1: I, did. <laughs> yes. I did I think I was drinking every night Yeah. Uh, hormones yes. are <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> all over the place or you're yeah. going out because you're socializing yeah. trying to keep yourself happy so you're looking for a fix outside of yourself yeah. Mm. um and the same with cake you know I'm a huge cake fan oh me too cupcakes cupcakes <laughs> with icing it, its heaven so it's but it's thinking about that so whenever you're looking at food I always say to people the easiest thing is you need to remove crap from your diet really so mm. you know some of the bad carbohydrates your refined sugars mm. the alcohol the caffeine Mm. So it's it's a little bit dull. It's going back to basics. It's going back to, you know, did it grow? Mm. Can you pick it out of the ground? Can you pick it from a tree? Can you kill it? You know, if you're eating mm. um meats, you know, fish. Mm. So it's going back to the basic foods, cutting out the rubbish. Sadly, there's, you know, we look at the side, look at the size of the supermarkets nowadays. They're huge. But you have, what, two aisles that are fruit, meat, vegetable, maybe some dairy and fish. The rest is just coloured packages. So I always say to think people, think think about, the easiest way to think about it is, imagine that you've got three tables in front of you. You've got a red table, an amber table, and a green table. So the red table is the one that you'll put in all the unhealthy stuff. The stuff that you know is not good for you. So the alcohol, the crisps, the chocolate, the cakes, the pastas you know yeah. caffeine the coffees that are keeping you up at night for all of those on the red table the green table is the table that you can eat in abundance so mm-hmm. the healthy food the food that's going to make you feel alive vibrant that's going to help to balance your hormones so your vegetables your fruits your nuts and seeds your grains mm-hmm. water plenty of water and then think about the amber table is where you can put something you know the treats because Life would be very dull, Karen, if we just ate healthy the whole time. We need yeah. those little treats, you know, when our yeah. when, when our hormones are playing up. Maybe we do need that cake or the mm. chocolate bar um, or the glass of wine occasionally. That's many women's, you know, we, I think we spoke about this, didn't we? So many women end up giving up alcohol because they find it can't agree with them. Mm. But think about that amber table is where you put the odd treats. So maybe at the weekend or if you're out for a night. And then every time you're eating, think about that red amber green and that can start start Mm. changing that process it's it's key it's proteins you know proteins your good fats, your vegetables Mm. healthy grains lots of nuts and seeds lots of healthy snacks lots of water Mm. a little bit boring but if you remember that
0: you know and and it has a huge impact because I you know I remember I've you know I've lived I have a very sweet tooth. Always have done. I love cake mm. and all those yummy sweet treats, you know. And and I've had a, a, a I say a problem um, with it since since I was a teenager. You, you know, I, I remember my mum going out, and I would be straight into the, the the treat cupboard and eating as much as I could until she got back. Or if I got some money, I'd be at the shop. And it's gone on through my life. You know, I've I've never never particularly been taught how to eat well always been overweight and you know Simon died he was 43 years old I was 39 I spent a couple of years drinking eating partying distracting myself from my grief trying you know just trying to get through in the best way that I could um and I I kind of was approaching 42 and my kids were starting to say things and I thought you know what I really I really need to make some changes here i my husband had a heart attack at 43, and 42, like this is, you're really not doing this in the right way. And I, I got myself a, a coach to help me with my diet and to get fitter and, and stronger. And I cannot tell you the difference it has made to my life. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. So I'm still a little bit overweight. I'm a lot less overweight than I used to be. I'm a hell of a lot fitter than I used to be. I eat a lot better the The thing is is I feel so much better you, you know and I and, and when I have days now or a couple of days you know you you fall off the wagon a bit You're on holiday it's Christmas but you know you eat the, the rubbish food you overindulge you might have a couple of glasses of wine too many or, or what have you um not that I particularly drink much anymore but yeah. oh my goodness the impact it has on my digestion system my guts, the that yeah. my like I, I get you know I get pains almost like IBS yeah. pains I feel tired, sluggish. It affects my sleep, my mood, my energy levels, everything. My ankles swell up. (laughs) I get all this stuff. I think we're in our forties. It's just like, oh my goodness, that's it. And then, then I'm like, right, okay, you know, you need to 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 rein it back. And then I just the fog lifts. So I feel I get this clarity, this energy, this just. P- this inner piece almost it, it's yeah. and like I say I'm not perfect it could be a whole lot better but um the, the what I've noticed is the impact what we put in our mouth has on us it's huge it's huge
1: the gut the gut is seen as the second brain mm. so you know that mm. gut brain connection is huge and mm. women that are struggling with mm. anxiety tends to be the symptom I see most in women Mm. perimenopause you know uh, late 30s early 40s so anxiety coming from absolutely nowhere mm. crying for no reason feeling low depressed suicidal thoughts very much are a huge thing at the moment for women and then if you were well, put on the added, you know you've been widowed you're grieving so your cortisol levels are even higher
0: mm.
1: you know it, we have to look after our gut we have to think about fueling our body properly because mm. that cortisol is just going to make us even more cranky. It's going to mm. add to that belly fat. It's going to, brain fog. That was my big, one of my biggest things, actually, Karen. I think it was six months after David died. And I think, I think my daughter said, she said, you know, she'd, I'd, I'd ask her the same question three times. And she said, I'm not going to tell you anymore. because like you've got dementia. And it was when I looked at my hormone test, my cortisol was through the roots. Wow. And that can cause brain fog and, lack of concentration, lack of mojo. So, you know, and even eating, if we're eating the wrong foods, that can spike our cortisol as well. So that's stress hormone. So it's not just, you know, it's what we eat as well as thinking about, you know, being a little bit more mindful, mm. really important.
0: It is, isn't it? And, and exercise, you know, I, I really truly believe that exercise has yes. m- massively helped me deal with my grief that the emotions the stress um that that you encounter when you are thrown into the world of, yeah. of widowhood and it's finding ways of, of releasing all of that isn't it to, uh, to help reduce those cortisol levels and, and you know you don't have to go out and run marathons or anything but finding something that you enjoy doing um, yes. that that brings the exercise in it's just yeah.
1: so important it's important to, and that's where another thing is so important, we don't need to be doing the stressful, going out running, doing the long cardio classes. Cause that's just going to add to that stress hormone. There was a lady I know that's grieving. She's been grieving for a long time um, over the loss of her son. And she posted on social media the other day. She was doing two back-to-back cardio classes and weights. So two and a half hours of exercise. Mm. I'm wondering why she's not losing weight and why she's feeling hormonal and it's like you're just pumping more cortisol into your system so that's the you know it's being mindful ideally we don't need to be doing as I say the heavy cardio you know 20 minutes fast walking three times a week walking in nature can be incredible Mm. to relieve anxiety stress and just help us process grief and what we're going through yeah and then you know listening to your body that's the big thing Karen if you're exhausted you're knackered the last thing you want to be doing is going out doing a big heavy bike ride you want to be thinking okay what can I do go for a gentle walk Mm -hmm. go for a swim do some yoga maybe just put the music on and dance around your kitchen anything that can be fun without challenging your body too much so that's the biggest thing every day listen to your body how's it feeling how's your energy levels
0: and, and what do you um, say to people? Because sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm often saying to people, rest, you, you know, learn to, to, to be more present, to sit with your grief, to sit with yourself. But there's that fear. There's that fear of the silence, of the loneliness, of what's going to come, the emotions that, that are going to show yeah. up, the feelings that they're going to feel. I mean, how do you go about encouraging people that are feeling anxious and, and are maybe grieving going through stuff to to slow down, to give themselves permission to rest and, and restore a little bit, but also, you know, manage that those fears of, of what they're going to be presented with when they slow down?
1: That can be a challenge because it's the added loneliness. For women that are on their own, it's the added being on their own loneliness and you're sitting in your thoughts. But allowing that, allowing those thoughts to come up and allowing them to come up so that you're not storing them in your body because if you store the thoughts, they can create more disease. And allowing those thoughts to almost, I almost say like imagine whether it's light above your head or you've got a bubble, allow those thoughts to come up, allow them to process and allow them to float away. If you need to cry, Maybe sit down, writing them down on paper, journaling, Mm. getting the thoughts out of your head is so important. The other thing is, you know, maybe it's putting for you, it might be resting, it might be reading a book, it might be listening to some music, watching TV, watching Netflix, that can be resting too. Yeah. So it's listening to your feelings, allowing Mm. them to come up.
0: Mm. You're right. You you know, I think
1: storing inside your body, which can pain the disease.
0: Yeah. So true, isn't it? You know, I, I always say to clients, it's not what we let out that causes us harm. It's what we keep in um, because every everything that we keep in, yeah. um, you, you know, it keeps us in, in, in that place of discomfort um, and it yeah. keeps us stuck, preventing us from, from moving forward. So I mean, obviously there's a lot there, and and I'm sure there's a whole lot more because the hormones, you know, it's just it's a whole world, isn't Some it? Complicated, yeah, yeah, and and it's different for everyone, as as is grief. But what 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 have you learned? You know, it's been three and a half years for you um, since David died, and I and, you know I know you've got two, two children. Is, is oh, it, yes. Yeah, two mine children. are older, they're older they're now, are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what do you think that your grief has has taught you um, up to this point? Do you feel like you've gained anything, any learnings, insights, perspective changes from it?
1: I very much go with the flow now. So I am more of a go with the flow, try not to worry about the future because you don't know what's going to happen. Whereas before I would be... I was very into the law of attraction or projecting the future and you just don't know when that's going to change so very much now i try to live in the present day try not to worry about the future you know anxiety is thoughts of the future depression sadness thoughts of the past so i very much try to live in the present moment and see life as a gift not always you know sometimes I may slip into the you know the anxiety or slip back in you know if I'm having a bad day it happens but if I have a bad day I allow that to process I'm very much doing what I want to do whether that's something that happens from being 40 anyway um I don't I don't do things that I don't want to do so boundaries are huge for me so I am very much you know if somebody asks me to do something I don't want to do it something doesn't real feel right I listen to my energy I listen to my body and I will say no and I will say what I think now which can be challenging for some people for friends it can be very challenging um but I respect it's respect I respect myself more I feel
0: yes yeah and, and how is how is that received you know you putting those boundaries in place and and listening to your body and maybe not doing the things that you know you might ordinarily have done in in a past life what what reaction do you get from people
1: being honest Karen my my friendship circle has shrunk and that feels good to me yes I remember my dad always saying I remember my dad saying when I I think it's probably about 17 18 and my dad said you can count your your friends your true friends you can count on one hand and I was thinking that's so ridiculous But it's it's so true. My friendship circle is very, very small. I have, you know, my close girlfriends, a couple of male friends that I want to spend time with. Mm. And even, you know, with anything on social media, I I do what I want to do now. Mm. I don't worry about what other people think because, to be honest, it's none of my business. What other people think is none of my Mm. business. Mm. That's just going to create anxiety if I think about what they're thinking i have had a few friends when i've said things it's it's caused a reaction in them Mm -hmm. and that's their that's their reaction it's very much i see myself if if somebody's offended or takes what i say wrong then Mm -hmm. i'm i've triggered them i've acted like a mirror at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and i i try not to to be honest i try not to worry about it now karen
0: I think it's really interesting isn't it I've definitely learned that that how other people choose to behave says way more about them than it does about yeah. you doesn't it and and I think you're right I think when we go through changes in life and we sort of almost take back our power a little bit it does it triggers something in others doesn't it, it almost highlights areas in their life that maybe they're not comfortable with but maybe aren't ready to face yet or yeah. don't know how to um but it, it certainly can bring up a, a lot of stuff and it it, it is tricky isn't it it's is tricky it you is. know you do meet resistance
1: yeah and it can feel lonely It can if you've upset someone <sighs> I know when I upset my birth you know a girlfriend overnight and I was like oh wow yeah. but actually it was the best thing because I realized we were we were no longer aligned and it yeah. allowed space space for other people to come in who were more in alignment with me and yes my next phase of my journey it's like they yeah. say isn't it friends coming to life for a a reason a season a lifetime it's yes. uh, remembering that when someone yeah. leaves
0: is and I definitely I was just about to say that poem actually because it's I, I discovered somebody mentioned this poem to me after to Simon died and I was talking about the shifts in relationships and friendships because you, you know we go through romantic relationships in life and and sometimes they They fall apart don't they and and you walk away from the relationship there's a there's a breakup it's very different with friendships isn't there? you know people come into your life and there's almost this expectation that you have to stay friends forever but you don't you know people aren't always in your life for a lifetime you know people come in for a reason a season or a lifetime and and it's learning that it's okay if people come and go they might come back later in life and, and you might rekindle that relationship but you, you don't have to hold on to things that are no longer serving you or aren't aligned with with you and where you're going. and I think one of the biggest things is surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, motivate you, you know, want the best for you, support you, nurture you, make you feel alive, connected, yeah, yeah. loved, safe. rather than you know, sometimes you walk away from people, don't you? and you kind of think I, I feel really disconnected and actually quite sad or unhappy or like they don't care or they've they've triggered something in you, you know yeah. it's, and it's it's really noticing what the body is telling you every time isn't it you know yeah, whether it's lip- what it you're reading yeah. yeah and it will guide you your, your gut yeah. instincts your your symptoms your behaviors your thoughts they, it's all telling you something. Yeah. They're all an invitation to to something that needs some attention. Um, and rather than, like you say, just kind of putting a plaster on it, drinking yeah. the wine, taking the tablets. And, yet, you know, sometimes, not saying never drink the wine or take the tablets, you know, sometimes we... No, so sometimes that's needed. Yeah, it's sometimes needed. Sometimes you need a yes. do day and a,
1: yes. you know, a sulking day. You need
0: yeah. that sometimes. Yeah, and, you know, we don't always feel... Um, Motivated, do we yeah. um, to to do the things, and and we do. And, and again, it's that rest. It's yeah. it's kind of like do you know, just slow down a little bit. It's okay. Life life can be really hard, and with everything that's that's going on, it's it's learning to be kind to yourself and and yeah, very much listen to what your body's teaching you, <laughs> guiding you towards because it knows the way. You know, doesn't it? Does. it? It's, it's like yeah. you have all the answers within you. Um they're there, but it's it's kind of uncovering them for sure. So I mean, what does your grief look like now, Kat? Three and three and a half years in? Uh, Oh, it's definitely changed, it's shifted
1: as Mm. it would. It's it's now I still I still miss David. It tends to be I miss him when there's a problem and I need something fixing. It tends to be one of those ones, or if something's, you know, going on with the children. But yeah, it's it shifted. Mm. it's shifted it's easier it's yeah. much easier mm-hmm.
0: do you feel more in control of it rather than it's being in control yes of yeah you? definitely completely yeah. in control yeah
1: yeah yeah and for me I still go and you know his his grave's very close to me and I walked the dog and I still put flowers on there every week and it was a thing that I always whenever I walked the dog I walked there daily I've noticed such more regularly more recently I'm not going quite as often
0: Mm. yes yes
1: you know so I don't always walk through the the graveyard when I'm walking the dog so I've noticed that changing and yeah just being open to new things so it has definitely
0: changed it does shift doesn't it and I think there are changes in things like that but sometimes we you know with that You know, walking through the graveyard. Sometimes we we notice we're not doing it, and then we almost place this guilt, this shame on us, don't we? Of of making it mean something it doesn't mean. Yeah. Oh, you know, being disloyal, I don't love them anymore. And it's not. It's just. It's just a shift in the grief, isn't it? It's. It's you need something different, and that's okay. It's. It's learning to to go with it and and not layer it with with extra suffering that isn't necessary.
1: Yeah. Just going Um, with the flow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that flow. We all need more mm. flow. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> yeah.
1: I think mean, I've been around water the last few days. We've oh. and back to the locks and rivers and yeah, just cleansing that.
0: Yeah. There's something very nurturing about mm-hmm. well nature, yeah. but but you know, being by, by water, I think yeah. it is it's it really is good for the soul we've just invested in some paddle boards um, oh, lovely I keep saying I want to try that it's wonder. it really is mm-hmm. it takes a bit of, of balancing <laughs> as with most things in life um but just being on the water you know it's slow pace on a nice calm day it, it yeah. is it's it's, it really is an amazing feeling. It's it's very nurturing and, and restorative, which you know it's making time to do what we things. need. Yeah. yeah, it's a very fast-paced world. So so Kat, how do you how do you work? How would people get in touch with you?
1: Yes, well they can find me. My website is thehormonefairy.co.uk. Um, there's various different ways to work to me, whether it's you know, working through an online program, um, my membership. Or working one to one with hormone testing and natural medicine or hypnotherapy. Or um, I've also got Instagram, it's where there's loads of free advice on Instagram, YouTube. You can find me at Hormone Fairy. Again, lots of free tips there and girls book. And uh, yeah, so the hormoneferry.co.uk. Find
0: everything
1: there. I'm just being joined by Angel now, the cat. Oh, she's lovely.
0: And um, yes, I think well, hopefully we're going to get you to come into to my membership.
1: Yes, definitely. Helpful ladies. And, and be help them,
0: Yes, because there's definitely a, a huge crossover. Yeah. um And I, I think we just all need more education and definitely. awareness around it, don't we? And, and how yeah. we can support ourselves to, yeah. to feel better because ultimately it's what we want to do, isn't it? It's it just is. feel that little bit. And we better. shouldn't
1: feel miserable. That's the biggest thing. You know, menopause mm. doesn't have to be miserable. Once you understand your hormones, understand the symptoms, yeah. and understand there's so much you can do naturally.
0: Mm, yeah and 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 like you say just feel more alive more energized clearer um and, and reduce those symptoms that yeah. do weigh you down a lot don't they mm. oh cat thank you so much thank you for your time my it's been absolute pleasure to you. Thank oh you. bless you
1: thanks for having
0: me oh you take care bye Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.karensutton.co.uk. I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch. Let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief.